Beach Boys. And do you take this man to talk about them? I now pronounce you a podcast. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. That's right. This is Wife Watches. I'm the wife who watches. Yep. We have two very special guests here today with us. Uh, would our special guests like to introduce themselves? Are you guys scared? Are you nervous? No, I'm totally calm. You feel at home? I feel perfectly at home. <coughs> I'm Ryan. <laughs> Has it been a minute, bud? It's, it's been a while since I've been on the, the podcast network. I've been out of the biz for a minute. It's like riding a bike. He's out of practice, but he's back. But I'm back and ready to, to pod cast. Um, would our other guests like to introduce himself? Yeah, I'm Paul. Or herself. I'm Paul. And I'm a himself. <laughs> I mean, Ryan and I are good friends with Courtney before she met Jason. Yeah. Now we're all good friends. Now we're good friends with Jason and Courtney. Oh, thank you. The wife and the husband. Wow. Yeah. Today we are talking about... We are talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. That's true. We saw this a while ago, though. We saw it about three weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I don't think we originally were going to even podcast about this, but we thought we would bring on our two special guests, who we've all seen it. We all have opinions about it. Mm-hmm. I, I would say we all have varying degrees of how much we liked it, and also... Varying degrees of our fandom for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Fair. Is that yeah, accurate? Very fair. I think one unfortunate thing that's happened because of this podcast mm-hmm. is okay. <clears throat> I was never the one that didn't know anything <clears throat> about Star Wars. They knew the least. That knew the least, if you will. Oh, okay. That was always Courtney. And now, because of this, I am now the person who knows the least about Star Wars. Well, you've listened to the podcast, so you true. technically I'm, should know just as much. I'm that's gonna, not true. I'm... I feel great about this. She's also the one I took to a Star Wars movie and she fell asleep. <laughs> so the fact that this is now the case yeah. is very sad to me. I would also say Courtney's stock with some of her family members has risen significantly oh. Oh, since watching Star Wars. People are always like, so what do you think of something about Star Wars? And I'm like, well. Because you can carry an opinion now. Yeah. I, I pull out my monocle and I just, I get to step in you with You pull Star out your Wars. lightsaber. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Your X-Wing keychain. <laughs> Your Chewbacca. Hi, <laughs> 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 you don't know anything about Star Wars. I wanted to ask, specifically you two, because everyone has heard us talk for now hours about Star Wars, theoretically. <laughs> what is your level of fandom or familiarity with Star Wars? Um, I know this is not Paul a lot. Talking. Sorry, this is Paul. Um, I know not that much. Like, I've seen... I think I've seen the first three when I grew up when I was little. And then I saw the one, two, and three in theaters. Okay. That was the last time I've seen those. So the only thing I really remember is four, five, and six when I recently watched it before seven came out. Then I've seen seven, eight, and nine. Do you like them? Yeah, I do. All of them? Yes. Oh, okay. I do. I think they're fun. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, this is Ryan. Um, I'd say I'm a pretty big fan. Growing up, my dad was a big fan. Um, and so I think that sort of helped me become a fan i can remember like one of the best days of my little little teenager teenage i don't remember how old i was but when the phantom menace came out my dad took me and my brother out of school to go see it which was like the coolest thing mm-hmm. as a kid being pulled out of school and then i've seen yeah i've seen all of them multiple times um i saw rise of skywalker twice 
So they're all pretty fresh uh, in my brain. Courtney, you might know. Do you, who do you think is the bigger fan between these two? Star I, Wars culture, I feel like, definitely is like Ryan's brand. I would say I would that say. I don't know if, and I could be very wrong here, I don't know if I'd ever see Jason dress up as Star Wars to go to a premiere, but I could see well, Ryan. Well, you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done it. <clears throat> Not to go to Star Wars. I don't, I can't really express my obsession I had with Star Wars from ages like 7 to 14. Yeah, right when the prequels, like, I, I feel like my knowledge of Star Wars, I feel like is very deep. The the prequels were a big deal, and at this point, I don't know if you feel this way, but like <coughs> when the new ones came out, I remember sitting in like when Force Awakens was starting, I felt a reverence, like it was such a big deal that it had been like that it was back and starting again, and I I felt a reverence as it started just because of how much like how much I respected and the how cool it is as a as part of our culture. I was very nervous to watch it. <laughs> You were so scared. Well, and also, I was just here for the good time. I'm like, whatever it is, I'll probably like it. Uh, but also, when you were talking about um, growing up and watching Star Wars, that reminded me of when I was about 10, and my best friend, his dad, wanted to, like, invited us to go camp overnight at, like, Weeblow Woods. Do you remember that bullshit? <laughs> what is Weeblow Woods? Yeah. What the hell are you guys talking about? It is a, it's a rank in Scouts, and Weeblow's Woods was like a sleepover. Do you also the not Weeblos. know anything about scouts? Oh. Well, I know Weeblos. I didn't know what Weeblos Woods was. I maybe, thought that was a place. It might have, maybe, <laughs> maybe it was a regional thing. <laughs> anyway, and I was like, I do not want to go to that. And I made up some excuse why I didn't go. And then I found out later from my friend that it was all a ruse from his dad. <gasps> and that they instead went and saw The Phantom Menace. Whoa. And I was like, what? But I couldn't, I couldn't be like, I would have gone because then I would have revealed that I had lied. Yeah. I was, re- I was really mad. <laughs> So anyway, I ended up seeing that four times in theaters, Phantom oh Menace. Oh my gosh, she didn't even drive at that point. I was 10. I remember one of the viewings, it was just me and my three other friends, and it was just us in the theater. And we just, oh man, what a day. <laughs> we were running around, we were just like cheering at the screen. Whenever people whenever people rag on the Phantom Menace as being like, being like boring for kids because there's a lot of like Senate procedure, that was never boring to me as a 10-year-old. No. I never thought, everyone's always like, it's so boring, like there's so much politics in it. I ne- was never bored in that movie. Yeah, there's politics, but there's pod racing. There's the best Star Wars fight in all of the movies at the very end of the film. Ugh. I Like, I remember kind of thinking like, oh, I wish this would hurry up to get to the fight parts. What? That's what I call pod racing. The N64 <laughs> pod racing game? Now this is pod racing. Now this oh. is pod racing. Now, did you guys ever play that game on N64? Yes. Yeah. It was so good. My only beef with it was that it was two player. Is that kind of weird? It's on a the, good, a on good the N64? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. It would have been even better with four player, but I still really liked it. It was really fun. Okay. Okay. Um, I first wanted to talk about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and then afterwards, after we do that whole spiel, I kind of want just to... I thought everyone could share some thoughts about the saga in general. We could do a nice little... Uh, wrap up. Wrap up, final review and everything. Um, first, a little bit of context. The year is 2019. The top song is... Like top of <laughs> December or top of... No, top of 2019. Okay. Oh, then maybe never really over. Was that really? Wow. Okay, keep going. The president is Donald Trump. <laughs> As of now, we're not at war with Iran. <laughs> Times were simpler back then. They were. <laughs> this movie was produced, co-written, and directed by J.J. Abrams. 
In June 2014, it was announced that Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed The Last Jedi, would write a story treatment for Episode Nine. In August 2015, so the next year, Colin Trevorrow was announced as director of the movie. And this was right after he had directed Jurassic World, which was a huge hit. I still don't understand it. It still the is the first one. Yes. Jurassic World. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the first new one. I actually like that one. It's fine, but it's... I hated the new one. Jurassic World is still like the seventh highest grossing movie ever. Holy yeah. Anyway, he was hired off the back of that, and I remember being a little nervous about that, thinking, I didn't really... I thought Jurassic World was fine, and this guy's doing the last Star Wars movie. Anyway, in April 2017, Johnson, Ryan Johnson said he was not involved with writing the film, so he would only do episode eight. In late April 2017, Disney announced the film would be released on May 24th, 2019. So the original release date was would have been last summer. On September 5th, 2017, Lucasfilm stated that Trevorrow had left the production following creative differences. The Hollywood Reporter reported that his working relationship with Kathleen Kennedy, who's the producer and uh, president of Lucasfilm, had become unmanageable after he failed to deliver a satisfactory script despite writing several drafts. Johnson was Ryan Johnson was rumored as the top choice to replace Trevorrow as director, but he stated it was never in the plan for him to direct Episode Nine. The following day, it was announced that J.J. Abrams, the director of The Force Awakens, would return to direct the film, and the film's release date would be moved back to December 20th. Which, I, they kept trying to push him up to the summer, like Solo was released in the summer. Do you remember that? But I feel like December is always Star Wars month. I like I liked the idea of having Star Wars associated with Christmas time. and Yeah, I, I don't know why they were so... They were so anxious to, like move up the slate and have them be summer releases. Yeah. Because all the original, all the other ones were. Oh, really? Yeah, but I like, I think it balanced out the year better because you have all the Marvel stuff. Anyway. In the summer, yeah. I, I like them having, like, pl- like staking out Christmas more. It was a good way to end the year and it was like a good movie that I feel like most people went to like a very good during family Christmas break. Yeah, I, everyone saw this movie. Yeah. yeah. Can we go, like, this is something I was wondering also with the Golden Globes recently. Uh-huh. I think I know the difference between a director and a producer. But producer's not as big of a deal as who directs the movie, who writes the movie. Produce the person who pays for it, right? Basically, they secure funding and like secure the talent, basically. And the director's the one on set overseeing the actual production of the movie. So I don't care who produces a movie. You can because they can, they're usually tied to other people. And all, oftentimes, directors will become producers. Or even the actors and actresses will eventually become producers, too. Hmm. And like start their own studio or get really involved in but that. But it doesn't tell you how good the movie's going to be. Not necessarily. I mean, not, not even... Okay. But sometimes not, I feel like... Not even director's name tells you how good a movie is. But I feel like there are certain directors where I'll, I will almost always like their movies. Yes. And there are certain directors where I won't. Well, in fact, I feel like it's kind of a cheat when you see a trailer. It's like from the, from the person who brought you this movie... Unless it says from the person who directed it, it's like, well, that's a producer, and that can mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So Kathleen Kennedy was the producer. She is the producer, but she's also the uh, head of Lucasfilm. What's the relationship between Kathleen Kennedy and um, Bob Iger? Do they like... Positive. Yeah. She's like a mega producer. She, her, oh. you, you would see her name in the last 30 years of movies, typically with like Spielberg stuff. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Lucasfilms only does Star Wars? Yes. Uh, they technically do some other projects, and they're the ones that produced in, uh, the Indiana Jones movies. Oh. Yeah. Because that was... George Lucas and Spielberg did those together. He, Lucas and Spielberg co-wrote all of the Indiana Jones films. Interesting. Yeah. So up yours. I don't know I'm being attacked. <laughs> no, those were good questions. <laughs> I want you to feel like this questions. is a safe space to ask questions I like don't. that. <laughs> no, but really... Okay. The Rise of Skywalker was released uh, in theaters December 20th, 2019. It received mixed reviews from critics... 
who praised the cast performances and visual effects, but criticized the story, pacing, and perceived departures from themes and story of The Last Jedi. As of this writing, it has grossed $927 million worldwide. Oh my gosh. In a month. Less than a month. Didn't you remember when I told you The Force Awakens made a billion dollars in 12 days? Oh my gosh. <laughs> But, I just, oh you know what? I don't mean, remember that because those numbers are so gigantic. I, know. I can't wrap my brain That's around it. Well, and The Force Awakens is entirely different because it was the first Star Wars in 10 years. It was yeah. the first sequel to like the characters you'd seen in over 30 years. I was actually shocked that did not topple Avatar at the time. Freaking Avatar. I thought for sure it would. the top, Avatar? Avengers Endgame just muscled yeah. it out, just barely. Okay. Um, Courtney. Will you walk us through the plot? Yeah, but I'm going to honestly need help. I'll back you up because okay. the plot is... It, it's been a few It moves weeks. at a clip. It's all over the place. And as always, a spoiler warning for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. We are going into every single detail of this film, and all previous films are also fair game. You have been warned. So the opening crawl tells you that Palpatine is back. Did you know this, Courtney? No, I didn't. Because I pretty much kept you away, or I think I'd shown you trailers, but you surely had forgotten what happened in them. Yeah, that sounds like me. That they sh- is, that they showed Palpatine in the trailers? He's he's heavily in the marketing materials. Yeah. So that wasn't a surprise that he was back. Right, and it showed it oh, in love. That could have been a cool surprise. You find out Palpatine's back. It says that a message was received in his voice from like the outer, the a distant worlds, like somewhere out. Okay. In the middle of nowhere, basically. So you see Kylo Ren going out there. Yeah, he's tracking him What is him that down. place called? It's called Exegol. Exegol, that's right. Kylo Ren finds, uh, it's called a Sith Wayfinder. It's like a map to this place. A Sith GPS. I have will. questions, though. Is that something CPF. that is in other movies, or they just made that up for this movie? That is made up for this okay. movie. So he goes and he's like, hey, you're going to rule. I'm the Sith Lord. I'm back. You now are going to... He's basically like, hey... You need to go kill that girl, and if you do, I'll give you all of my empire that I have somehow spent 30 years developing. And then the next part you see is Rey. She's back on the jungle planet. I actually don't know. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, it is a jungle planet. And she's with the Resistance and Princess Leia, and she's kind of like training, sort of. Carrie Fisher died on December 2016 before they had, I mean, well before they were filming any of this. It was like they had wrapped up filming The Last Jedi. They used... They repurposed unused footage from The Force Awakens throughout this movie. Um, and she was originally intended to be a much have a much bigger role. I think the original plan was to have, like, Episode 7 be Han Solo's movie, Episode 8 be Luke Skywalker, and Episode 9 be oh, Leia's movie. That makes more sense. Did, it, did they only repurpose footage from Force Awakens, not from Last Jedi? Well, they had a lot that they cut from The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Because there had been a whole plot, subplot of her before she appears in the movie, before she appears in The Force Awakens, that they cut out a bunch of scenes. Gotcha. And so they kind of had to, like, jerry-rig it where they had to take her lines and reverse engineer dialogue to fit what her lines were. So if it seems kind of weird... Well, and so I, I saw it the first time, then I read that, and then I saw it a second time. And you you see it. I could tell. Yeah. Like it may like their lines make sense, but also it's like they don't match up perfectly. And I read an interview with uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who plays Rose, and she talked about how when they were filming the scenes, they would have to watch a monitor of her saying the line, and then go stand in their spot and try to match 
the st- like the match the conversation tone and everything. Whoa. Weird. And then they digitally remove, like digitally recreate like her hair and her clothes and everything about her, but her face is the same. But yeah, yeah. it's pretty. And there's crazy. a lot of shots of her from behind or the hand. Yeah, a lot of like yeah. stand and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, I heard that they had to like be specific with the lighting on the other actors to make it work with the footage that they had. Oh, for sure. I don't know how they could have handled that better, actually. Yeah. Because they actually, I like that they were able to still have her somehow be integral to the story. Because I remember when she died, I was thinking, like, how do you have her in this movie now? Because her character would kind of want to be involved with the main thrust of the story, whatever it is. Right. So how do you explain her character not being around? But well, but I, I, think, I think them handling it and making her, they definitely made, like... Now she's the one who trained Ray. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they, she had a lot of impact on the story yeah. in a way that I was really impressed they were able to pull off. Well, mm-hmm. I remember thinking that in 8 where she like gets sucked out of the ship. I'm like, oh, that's how they kill her off. I thought that and too. And then she comes back. I'm like, oh, they had a perfect opportunity. <laughs> why? Oh, she had more to do. So rough. Like why would they bring her back and like let her live the whole movie when they're not going to be able to make a night? So I, I thought <laughs> yeah. that too, but... I'm glad they didn't because I really like the scene with her and Luke at the end of Last Jedi where they talk. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, because I thought the same thing of like, maybe they should have just, but they would have had to rewrite so much of that movie and rearrange it. Um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when Harrison Ford shows up at the end, I think that was meant to be Leia's role. I think her role was to be the one who turns... Kylo Ren back to Ben Solo. That, may, that would Interesting. make so much more fun. And so I think that's kind of what this was like. I bet Leia's role was to be the one. Oh, interesting. Because if you remember, he try, he's Kylo Ren is trying to kill her in The Last Jedi and has his thumb on the trigger and it doesn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I feel like that would have been, yeah. I don't know. It's too bad because I think that thematically I actually would have really liked that. Mm-hmm. But it does like, I think it's, it still works with them. Yeah, I agree because he killed his dad. Yeah. And he probably has a lot of regret. It makes sense. But he yeah. obviously was closer to his mother. Okay. So meanwhile, Poe and Finn and Chewie yep. are like in the Millennium Falcon and you know they're like trying to get information and they're like flying through this like ice planet. Kind and of. they talk to that spy. Yeah, they find out there's a spy sure. in the, the First all. Order. There's when the ships pull up next to each other. That guy. He's like a oh. weird guy. He's like, win the war. <laughs> that, yeah, oh, that's, Mark that. that's Mark Hamill. Yeah. He's a very prolific voice actor. Did you know that? He's the voice of the Joker in the Batman animated series. Gasp. Well, then they start lightspeed jumping, which we've never heard before, but it makes sense. Um, then Ray is like training. She knocks a tree over. It lands on BB-8, and he's like, "Ow!" Ryan, and like then she Ryan starts would, walking. Ray would personally die for BB-8. Well, this is important because be because then the, the Millennium Falcon gets back and it's on fire. Poe and Ray have this like back and forth. You broke my droid. It's on fire. You broke my droid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so the First Order, they're the ones that got a message from Palpatine. Apparently the message went out to everyone. Okay. So they reveal, hey, Palpatine is back. They don't really, I feel like, don't really process that in a way that, what? How? They just are, except in this fact, he's back. Well, someone says, like, oh, dark magic. Cloning, maybe. Cloning, maybe. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) you You were fine. You were... But then you don't, that was satisfying but, for you because there's like okay, and then it's to the next thing. So you're like, uh, okay, I guess. That. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> they have this information. To, they need to find their own Sith wayfinder, and they and it leads them to a planet called Pisana, which is like the what was like Coachella, like the Burning Man, desert. Yeah, 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 where there's like desert that big party. festival. 
Do you remember Which, this? Can yes. you just imagine your whole city knowing one dance and you're all doing it together? <laughs> the city of Sandy or Lehigh, and it's like, okay, we all know this. <laughs> like we have this festival. This is we. This is our Lehigh we've, dance. We've trained for this. It. Um, they meet. Our friend comes back. Who? Oh, what's his name? It's the silliest name. L- L- Lanzo Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. There it is. I, I knew I'd get it. I loved seeing him. Was that nice? Yeah. Cause you guys can all chime in at this, too. You know that like Leia dies. You know from The Last Jedi that Luke's gone. Mm-hmm. You know that Han's gone. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see a friendly face. Uh, yeah, I loved seeing him, too. And I just felt like it was good for Chewie to see someone. Like, oh, all yeah. of Chewie's family is gone. Yeah. Like, they've all died. Yeah. I can tell that you have concerns about him being in the show. No, I don't. I thought that was fine. And by show, I mean movie. Uh, that was you a, knew that was coming. I did, yeah. He's like on the yeah, he's on the poster and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they gave that. away a lot of their big reveals. Well, there's one big reveal that, they, that happens in the movie. Yeah, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, so they're there because they're looking for... Ultimately, they're looking for a dagger. A Sith yes. dagger. Yes. And I actually didn't mind a lot of this. Because it gave me a real like Raiders of the Lost Ark vibe. Like looking sure. things through the desert. I kind of wish this would have been a bit more of the movie would have been them looking for artifacts and maybe racing Kylo Ren looking for the same artifacts. Kind of, I thought the... Kind uh, of like Indiana Jones and the Nazis. I like the flying stormtroopers. They, yeah. they fall through some quicksand. They find a snake. And they find the dagger and the snake attacks them, but it's hurt and she heals the snake. Do you remember this? Yeah, I just don't <laughs> like that part. Wow, why? Your eyes did just... something weird. What, what, what problem do you have with that part? <clears throat> I don't like it. I don't like... Well... We'll get to it, but I don't like I don't like that ability. The healing one? Yeah. I actually don't mind that. I don't. I kind I thought of. Thought it was weird. I kind of like that a little bit. I like the I like the kind of introduce new force abilities and. They've been doing that in the new movies, haven't they? They kind of do it in every one. Every one of them sort of like introduces something a little bit new. But I like I'm totally fine with that. I I like that. I just don't like this one because it just was like, it just felt like a cop out yeah. to me. I don't like that. I agree. Yeah. Because of the end, I just was like, ugh. But they had to set up the snake so that you can believe it at the end. I well, know. So that you're, they have to show that ability so that when it happens later, you know what's going on. Yeah. No, I, like I understand. Okay, but I agree. It's it felt to me like a. Like I'm personally fine yeah. with it, but and so they find the ship, and Chewie gets abducted by the Knights of Ren. Oh, yeah. Yes. Would you rather run into a Knight of Ren or? Um, a sand person. Ooh. Knight of Ren. Knight of Ren for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like you could kind of outsmart a sand person even though they're creepy. Yeah. Wait, what's a Knight of Ren? Um, that's like his posse that it's he rolls around with. Wait, I said which one would you rather run into? I know. Oh, I was a sand person. Oh, yeah, yeah a, sound per- a sand person for sure. I would be so scared of a sand person. But a Knight, yeah, Knight, but of, Knight of Ren, <laughs> they're like tactical. Okay, fair enough. They take Chewie. They put him in a, a, a transport. Yeah. yeah. Kylo Ren shows up. And he and Rave kind of still been sort of they talk every now and then using the the force yeah, chat. Yeah, I do like that. Force chat. <laughs> Some people call it force timing. <laughs> nice. Thanks. That was good. So they show up and they have a bit of like a force tug of war. Which that was crazy. Which I that was one of my favorite parts, I think. Oh, yeah. tell, tell us what tell us what happens. Like, first of all, she goes out on the sand and you're like, Oh, the part from the preview, what's gonna happen? Um, and she knocks the wing off his ship, and then oh, yeah, that was cool. Finn's like, Chewie's on that shuttle, and she just lifts up her hand, and the you just hear this vroom, and the shuttle stops, and like this giant ship stops. And I think we've seen like maybe like 
Yoda or like Yoda lifts the X-wing, but like it's a still ship. This was like a moving shuttle, and she just reaches out and stops it, which I thought was cool. Yeah, because yeah. that that gives way to how powerful she is. I agree. I also liked that part. Kylo Ren and her kind of start, like, Kylo Ren starts messing with it, like, I think probably trying to push it away. She's trying to pull it back. And then she, like, concentrates too hard or is pushing too much, and lightning comes out of her hand, which we've only ever seen from one other person, right? Well, technically two. Two. Okay, okay. Who's the other person? Count Dooku. Mr. Forearms. Count Dooku. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, and she blows up the ship, and you think Chewie has been blown up. She just killed Chewie. That was tragic. Did you actually think? I did. I wasn't sure. I like I didn't think they would do him dirty like that, but also I didn't know. Yeah. I was positive that he wasn't because you didn't see it. Uh, the first rule. <laughs> you didn't see the body. <laughs> well, and this is actually one of my pet peeves in movies, and one of my favorite movies does this in a really dumb way, The Dark Knight. Uh where they pretend that Jim Gordon has been killed for 15 minutes when you're like, Jim Gordon's not dead yet. <laughs> and he wouldn't have died like that if he did. That's how, that's what I came to. I was like, if you would have seen him like in that. it and like the explosion happened around and he's gone, that yeah. would have been... Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But they think Chewie's dead. And then they go, this is the next planet they go to. They go to Kijimi, I think it's called, because they found the dagger and on the dagger was some a language that C-3PO couldn't translate couldn't speak he was oh, forbidden that was weird and so they're like well we can maybe go to a place that might wipe your memory and then you can do it and that's this is the planet they go to yeah. so they meet zori bliss who is played by do you remember carrie fisher mm-hmm. sorry sorry carrie russell, <laughs> russell. imagine that can you imagine what a twist that's who that was. I meant to look that up. I was like, her yeah. nose her vo- and mouth looks so... And like her voice and is her very voice. You know, it's weird they never took off her helmet. Yeah. yeah. Very you, Mandalorian. Do you kind of think uh, she was maybe not always there on set? This is like a joke, but some one podcast I was listening to were joking that... Because she's really good friends with J.J. Abrams because of Felicity. And I wonder if you... Weird. I wonder if he was just like... Hey, you want to be in this movie? Uh, we'll show your eyes for like one scene, but like we'll pay you a ton. You can just do some like voiceover work. We have she like a, look, a double. She did look um, more petite than Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell's not like tall or look. Maybe she was there every day she, on set, but she did look more petite. I but that. maybe she wasn't. It's kind of weird. She wasn't. And you also meet Babu Frick, who I would say is the consensus character that. No matter what people think about this movie, I think everyone likes Bob and Frill. Oh, right? he—he's the the best part. Is he the little translate guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember this guy, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Paul's asleep under the table. I thought it was like a Taika Waititi. No. Oh, in Labyrinth, the little—that's who he reminded me of. Have you, when was the last time you two saw Labyrinth? No, I've never a seen it. Whoa. Okay, oh. do you remember the part? I've seen it several times in the last <laughs> decade. Do you remember the part where they're just walking? She's walking around trying to find the entrance to the labyrinth, and the tiny guys are pushing up the... They're pushing up the tiles and switching them around because she's, like, marking them with her lipstick, and they're switching them around, and they're like... And then they do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I, I hate okay. I hate the world of the labyrinth. I know. I know. And then when C3PO turns back on, he's like, I am C3PO, and Babu Freak's like, Hello, I am Babu Freak. <laughs> and I then later that. he gets referenced again and C3PO goes, Oh, he's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that part. I I was very impressed with 
the character, the, the the alien designs in this movie were really good. Like a lot of weird ones, and just mm-hmm. like he looked really good, like weird. The best one we didn't talk about this, but Kylo Ren puts together his mask, which I personally didn't really like. Do you remember what creature assembled the mask? It was like a Sith ape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember this? It looked like a real monkey. Like it didn't look like <laughs> another alien. That's I. This is I, I like these parts of Star Wars where you're just like that is weird because <laughs> I imagine in seeing the very first Star Wars in '77 when they like do the cantina scene, every creature in that even though it was like low budget bad like '70s sci-fi <laughs> like props, you were just like this is weird. What is this? Like I like when they do like I, that makes it's it feel like it feels more like old Star Wars when they yeah. do stuff like that. Like that freaking Sith ape whatever that was First Order. Ape welder. Yeah, I loved that. Anyway, there's a really good uh, alien designs and like uh, practical effects in this movie. Yeah. I, I will say when they'd like erase C3PO's memory, uh-huh. like they had just killed off Chewie, or so I thought. Uh-huh. I felt like they were just trying to get rid of all of the old characters. I would have liked that. I A critique I have of this movie is that they didn't commit to anything like that. When you fake out Chewie's death, and then you fake out C-3PO losing his mind, and then they're just fine pretty soon after, to me, it removes a lot of the stakes. Yeah, that's fair. Where I'm like, oh, they're going to pull their punches. But if they did... really killed Chewbacca, and then like 20 minutes, like fried C-3PO's brain, <laughs> wouldn't you kind of be like, anything's game, like something's going to happen? That's fair. Yeah, I would have raised the stakes, <laughs> but I, I'm glad they didn't. Like the, the droids, C-3PO and R2 are the only two that have like been there. It's actually not that weird, though, because Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo's character killed in Return of the Jedi. But they were like, nope. Well, isn't that why he died in the 7th? It's like he... I, I kind of think part of his agreement to come back was like, okay, but you're killing me off. <laughs> That's why I was genuinely one. surprised when he was there. Well, something... When he came back for that scene. But I think but he we'll, came we back can talk... for Carrie Fisher. I think so, too. We can talk about that later, but... So, they get the information from C-3PO. Yeah, I just... I loved meeting the, the little... Alien. <laughs> um, I, I didn't mind. I, I feel like C-3PO had some of the funniest lines throughout the whole movie, which yeah, I kind of liked. It's pretty good. So a kind of a beef I have with the sequel trilogy is I feel like R2-D2 and C-3PO got sil- sidelined quite a bit. Yeah. And in this in this one, at least, R2-D2 still doesn't really do anything. But C-3PO got quite a bit to do, which he I did. kind of appreciate. He had some, some zingers, which were just funny. I should also note, at this point, there's been like a little adventure with the whole team, and I really like the chemistry between... Like Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and, and uh, Oscar Isaac. And I also feel like Chewie fits in well, too. Yeah, I really... That's why I'm saying, like, I would have liked... If half the movie was just them, like, adventuring around, uh-huh. I think it would have been really fun. Like, I would have... I would be happy to see more of them just... They have, all have really good chemistry together. It's really fun. Another thing I liked on this planet was... Because I think the movie moves too fast. doesn't have any time to breathe. But there's one scene where uh, Poe Dameron, like, sits with Zori Bliss over the town... Yeah, and it really is like a nice slow moment where he expresses that he really doubts himself and thinks like because he's always trying to be very optimistic the whole time, and he's that's the moment where he like reveals to her he's like I there's a chance like nothing happens and we lose and this is well, all blows up in my face exactly and I, I really liked that I wish there was more of that it offers some context like oh these are just like normal people who saw a cause and they joined it like he he wasn't always this like good guy. He saw the resistance and was like, oh, I want to be a part of that and left whatever his life was before, which you're led to believe was like kind of bad, whatever he was doing. Yeah. Uh, okay. I actually love this part. Kylo Ren and her are force chatting 
And Force timing. She has on a necklace from oh. the Coachella. And that's how he realizes. And he reaches through and grabs it. And I was like, that is a great escalation of that force power where they were because they kind of hint at it in The Last Jedi when she's talking in the rain and then he looks at his hand and there's water on his hands yeah I really like that they kept going with that and I did too because it, it creates a really great so they're on Kajimi and she can sense that Chewbacca is on the First Order ship close by so they go up there. oh that scene was cool they kind of split up she goes into like Kylo Ren's like bedroom <laughs> yeah boudoir <laughs> His walk-in closet. Boudoir. <laughs> and like Poe and Finn are running around trying to find Chewie. And I really liked Ray and Kylo Ren have a fight with, like he's on the planet and she's in his room. But he doesn't know she's in no, his No, because they can't see each other's surroundings and they're just fighting. There's like, it's really, one of my favorite parts is she cuts at something and it, on his end, it cuts open a bag of like beads or like berries, uh-huh. and they spill on her end. Yeah, I was like, "This is really, yeah. this is like really inventive." But does that mean that they could kill each other? Yes, through the force. Yeah, and then they end up smashing the little platform that holds Vader's mask, and that's when he's like, "I know where you are. <laughs> You're in my room." <laughs> yeah. So then he's like, "I'm heading back up there. I'm gonna." Yeah. Paul and Finn rescue Chewie. Kylo Ren shows up on the ship, and there's a big revelation. Well, they get captured. <laughs> yeah. And then they're sentenced to death, and then Domino Gleason saves them. And actually, I really liked his motivation, which is just that he doesn't want Kylo Ren to win. Like, he's not, like, a good person. I, yeah, yeah. I, I like that, too. It would have been kind of stupid. When he, he saved him, like, I was like, oh, he's a good guy the now? Resistance. Yeah, it would have been dumb. But I just like that he's like, Kylo Ren but can't they, win. But they set up their relationship to just be constantly, like, in conflict with each other. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. then he died right after yeah. for it, so. Yeah. Well, sucks to suck. then Kylo Ren shows up. He's talking to Rey. He's like, join me again, or you wanted to take my hand. Is that at that point? She says that later. No. He, okay. he shows up and he's like, I have something to tell you about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this. You will. <laughs> I know who your parents are. Um, they were nobodies. They chose to be nobodies. And then he says, because you're, you're a Palpatine. Ugh. I have a lot of problems with this, but <laughs> do you guys have problems with it? Or did you like that? I liked it. All right. Tell me, tell me why. Tell, go into it. So this is coming from somebody who doesn't know Star Wars that well. But my general understanding is that Palpatine was like the strongest person in the universe. And so when you have Rey, who has a lot of power, I thought it was dumb that she would be like a nobody. I know that listening to your podcast that you disagree with that. But like, I like the idea of her getting her power from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that she would, because of how powerful she is, that she would be getting her power from the most powerful person in the universe. Interesting. That's that's why I liked it, and it was also like I was like, is she a daughter of Vader? Is she from Luke? Like that's who I was thinking of, and so when it was Palpatine, I was like, oh, it's something I was not thinking about at all. I will say of all the people it could have been when I was dreading that they were going to retcon that, that was the one I was pretty surprised by. If that had been planned, that would have kind of been interesting. I did think it was weird in eight that she was. He's like, you're from nobody, and then it felt like they tried to. Walk well, that back a little bit. hundred <laughs> percent. I'll talk about that more afterwards, but yeah. In this eight hour episode. That's fine. I trim it down. 
I just like, I feel like bloodlines are really important in Star Wars. And so looking at it that way, it, it tracks that like, oh, you're powerful because your grandfather was powerful. Weird that like, it's the same villain that we've been fighting forever. Like that, like we couldn't That's come up with something new. Villain. But it kind of ties, because he's in the original trilogy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Or not the original, the first three? For six, yeah. All of them. I know. So it's like, why yeah. wouldn't he be overarching the whole series? Fair. You bring up good points, and I, I think I would be more on board with this if it had been coherently hinted or planned at over all three. But I will say, I think people who like this are kind of have your, like, that perspective too. It's like, well, Bloodlines, it's kind of like, that's a Star Warsy thing. Yeah, well, yeah, and you probably want to talk about this later with J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Johnson's like, it's this way, and J.J.'s like, nah. <laughs> no, it's just like, I would rather... I prefer the Ryan Johnson one, but I would rather them commit to one or the other. What's wild to me is that they made any of these movies without having all three planned out. (laughs) I mean, they claim that they do, but there is no way. (laughs) There's no way. Marvel was able to plan out like a 22-movie universe. (laughs) And it even makes it more jarring that like the same company did you know what I mean? Like essentially and Like you could have planned three movies. You had Endgame and The Rise of Skywalker in the same year. Where, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. I, some things just kind of, it felt a little slapdashed, and just having Palpatine in it in general felt a little like rushed. Oh, I hate that. But I think that was also because J.J. Abrams didn't intend for Snoke to die, and so he's like, well, I don't really know what to do now. Fair. But I I didn't, I I liked it. Like, I didn't hate it. My beefs with the Ray Palpatine reveal is, I kind of think if they would have thread the needle through all three movies, you could have had an interesting theme of the family you have versus the one that you create yeah like it could have been i don't want to be what i'm supposed to be like my destiny or whatever i'm forging my own path it's really like a sins of the father kind of that could have been interesting thematically they don't have enough time to like do that in one movie and i really liked the thematic way of her being no one and doing the right thing and kylo ren being like the chosen boy who should have been great and like fell away and like that contrast so that's why I was I was just kind of bummed. That's I wish that's my preference well, as well. And I also feel like it was revealed in kind of a sloppy way, but I think that's also because they were trying to do way too much in, in one movie. But I also feel like they could have cut a lot out, like cutting that whole C three PO having to like translate a language that could have been cut out. They there's I, I and they could have focused on other things. Then the we wouldn't have gotten our Rand's Rand's but, son. Oh. <laughs> What <laughs> but also, like, no was it important for Disney to release it in night twenty nineteen? Look, I wait. Hold that thought because okay. I want to. I want to talk about that. Okay, I'll, I'll hold afterwards because I. The, you're, I'm jumping ahead. I'm no, so but you're on the right track of where my mind has gone as well. Yeah, but that's just kind of my beef with. I feel like a lot of the movie is very telling and not showing because they have a lot they have to get through. Yeah, a lot of content. That <laughs> oh, was man. my problem. So that is revealed. Um, they get away. She gets away from him. That's actually a really great part when the Millennium Falcon, or yeah, they're in the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. rises up and they shoot back and all the troopers go flying back and Kylo Ren just holds on with the force. That was pretty good. Anyway, they go away and they go to the Endor moon, right? They use the dagger. This part is makes zero sense <laughs> because they use the... They, they use out. the dagger to like look at the ship and figure out exactly where the wayfinder makes no be. sense because no. they had to be standing on the same spot and... There was no indication. Yeah. The debris yeah. is on shifting water. Like how? Anyway, that look. Okay, they they used it. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. make sense. 
I did not think about any of that. But here's my Oof. this. We're coming upon my least favorite part. Oh, this of the is entire this movie. is actually one of my favorite sequences in the movie. No, this not <laughs> just not the sequence itself. Let me let me go into. Okay, this. yeah, yeah. So Ray takes off on the. Well, first we meet the the horse runaway people. stormtroopers who are horse people. <laughs> the first time Centaurs. we've seen horses <laughs> ever in Star Wars. They're like cow horses. <laughs> Um, and then Ray takes a skimmer to go out to the water, um, even though the waves are like crazy high. And then Finn's like, I have to go after her. Why? You can do nothing, yeah. Finn. You have no, nothing to add. And then yeah. he like, he follows her out there and she like, to do nothing. There's nothing he can do. He doesn't even, he doesn't even end up, nothing even ends up coming from No! Him. No, he almost dies. He, like, gets there and he just screams, well, And his presence isn't even, like, a factor in that fight at all. No! He could have never have gone and it And it would have been the same outcome. Yeah. yeah. He, he gave nothing and he even, like, goes toward her and she's like, get back. And she pushes him away with the force. Like, get out. This yeah. isn't your fight. It I, was dumb. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I did like her going through the remains of the Death Star. Yes, Even though... Cool. It was completely obliterated at the end of Return of the Jedi. I'm fine with that. In fact, that's kind of like the type of fan service that I like the most. Is I'm like, oh, I kind of like when they revisit old things like that. Kylo Ren shows up. They fight. A pretty good fight. It's a good fight. They're it's... all like flying over the waves. I kind of like that. They're fighting. <laughs> and you, you flash back to where Leia is. And she like goes to oh, lay down. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. She goes to to die <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah she's like oh i have to go die now. i have to die now <laughs> and everyone's like that. everyone's like okay leia's gonna go die well it's funny because maz Kanata, like they actually give her the line to explain to the audience what's happening she like, goes to like someone in the resistance or r2 maybe and she's like she's going to rest now um so then she uses like the last of her strength to communicate via the force to kylo ren which makes him pause yes and then she grabs Ray grabs his lightsaber and stabs him. She stabs him like through the stomach. And then she realizes, oh, Leia just died. Oh, yes, kinda, I do remember. Because he's trying to like push her to the dark side, so she's like very angry. Because mm-hmm. she also has that vision of her as with as scary, with scary teeth. Yeah. Scary teeth. And that, that, and that scared me. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that, that right there, that scared me. The switchblade yeah, the, switch double lightsaber. How interesting, <laughs> though, would it have been to see like her that side of her and like kylo ren i don't know i thought about that can i can i tell you that i i kind of wish they would have just like really gone for it in this movie and had her go full evil and then him turn back to the light and have it been against the them against each other oh my gosh can you imagine no thank you <laughs> she stabs him in the stomach and he like falls down did you think he was actually dead oh i do remember this no i did not you really you really didn't no i, didn't I really thought like oh i think this they might this might be the end of this character right here because she heals him a little bit. Yeah, well, she heals yeah. the wound, but before she heals him, when she stabs him, I was like, they just killed Ben no. Solo. He's done. Yeah. Nope, I didn't think he was dead. Oh, wow, okay. This is where they actually did get me. She kind of freaks out, and she runs to Octu, which is Luke's planet. Because she's like, I'm out of here. I'm going into she exile. Jumped, she jumps in Kylo, Ren, Kylo Ren's ship. Oh my gosh, we are so much... I thought we were so much further. I don't think I remember that part. Yes, she jumps in Kylo Ren's ship. She goes to Octu. She's burning okay. the ship. She goes to throw the lightsaber in the fire. Hand catches it. A ghost hand. Yes, yeah, so it's Luke. He like he like catches out. the lightsaber. He's like, you gotta treat these things with more respect, which yeah. is kind of a joke because in the Last Jedi he, he throws his lightsaber. Yeah. And some people are kind of mad that that's like that's like screw you to Ryan Johnson. 
I have no beef with that because doesn't that show that his character is like changed? Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Go. I think that totally actually like that shows it. That's like a good tracking of his character arc between the two movies. I don't know. I, people are kind of mad about that on Twitter. I follow a lot of people who tweet about Star Wars, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, that one's fine. I don't know what. Yeah, I think that's fine. There's a lot. There's there's other problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that one's actually. I like that makes sense that he he's changed his mind because he he's come back around to every. He basically gives her a pep talk and, and is like, you've got to get back in the fight. Yeah. He reveals a couple things that I don't think. They kind of like make this. I feel like they could should have just left off. He's he re- tells her that he and Leia knew she was a Palpatine, and that Leia trained her anyway. Which I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Also, just don't even put that in there. But they did include one part that I really liked was which was a brief flashback of a young Luke and Leia oh, training. I, I that was loved fantastic. that. Yeah, I wanted more of that. Yeah. I yeah, and uh, I also read that Billy Lord was the the body stand-in for Leia. I love Leia. that even more. Oh, I also thought the CGI in their faces looked pretty good. Leia's was a little wonky, but Luke's looked... He looked young again. And the green lightsaber. Yeah, the green fun. and the blue. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would have oh, sh- green, honestly shown more of that. Green. So he says he lifts the X-Wing out of the water. I loved that. That was one of my favorite parts. It's, oh yeah, Luke does it because that's what he couldn't he didn't do. do it in yeah. The, yeah, he didn't do it in... Empire Strikes Back. And now he's come full circle. It's yeah. great. I love that. He, Mark Hamill looked a little weird. His hair was kind of weird. Long. There was something weird about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And this is where everything's kind of coming together. She's on her way to Exegol. Kylo Ren has his conversation with Han Solo. Was anyone not surprised when Harrison Ford was in the movie? I was completely shocked. Oh, as soon as I heard, hey kid, f- like full body chills. Like, no way. No way. The one thing I did think was weird, and I don't know why I thought this, and I could be totally off base, but he doesn't have the Force. No. So how is he a Force ghost? He's not a Force ghost. It is a memory. Kylo Ren's memory. They, Do you think they if it was that. Princess Leia, she would have been a ghost? Yeah. A Force ghost? I think she, she might have. I think she might have even been there Because she person. does have the Force. That makes yeah, more sense, because a memory sense. seems odd to me. But I do like... Um, I like that they have the conversation they have mirrors the conversation they have in The Force it's Awakens like, right before he dies. Yeah, it's almost the exact same conversation, yeah. which is cool. It kind of does make sense if it's a memory, him thinking like, how do I wish that would have gone? Would have gone, and that's this is how it should have gone, and I'm making it right. And now he's been solo. <laughs> because when Ray heals him and is about to leave, she says, I did want to take your hand. I wanted to take Ben's that's hand. Right. Yeah. So he's been solo now. Also, I didn't notice this. Um, when she healed him, he doesn't have his cut anymore. She heals his scar that yeah. she gave him. Wow. So mean meanwhile, the Resistance is also like they find out from Ray how to get to that planet, so they're like, "We're gonna go because we now have found out that Palpatine is there. He's built like a million deaths. He's built like a million star destroyers that have Death Star technology, and we've got to go fight him. Lando's gonna go round up the rest of the world or galaxy. Which we don't know if that's gonna happen. Did you ever really think it didn't? Rose is like, "I'll stay here." <laughs> We're like, We're like probably good. a good idea. <laughs> I, she does not do a single thing in this movie. I feel so bad for that actress. <laughs> She's fine. She's good. There's a, there's a part, though, right before they go on their first adventure, she walks, Finn's like, are you sure you're not going to come with us? This is your last chance. She's like, no, I got to go read a book or something. And he's like, okay, I, this is your fault if you don't come with us. Because that's the one who got bullied. Yeah. That is awful. In real life? I she, to she, the was, she was bullied so bad in The Last Jedi, she left Instagram. Whoa. She left social media. Nobody needs to do that. I would like we need to say that up front. I'll say this part right now because um, I had a little bit of this. Um, so she had around ten minutes of screen time in the Last Jedi, and she appears for just over one minute in this movie. 
Her sister, who dies in the beginning of The Last Jedi, had more screen time. Someone released an, like a list of actually like people who have more screen time than she does. I feel like she movies. was still a big part of this movie. Like, not a big part, but I feel like this I saw movie? more than a minute. No, she was in it for, I think oh. it's like, like 70 seconds. The end. Yeah. No, the guy from Heroes and the guy from Lord of the Rings had more screen time than she did. When she, oh, the other thing when, when Finn's like, we're going to go on this adventure, he like pats her on the shoulder like, hey buddy, remember you tried to kiss me when our <laughs> friends were dying? They can't figure out who Finn, or yeah, who Finn likes. My kind of beef is, I felt like they were trying to shoehorn in like romantic subplots for all the characters like, yeah. oh, this is Poe's old girlfriend and uh, hey, this, this girl... The horse girl, I guess you like you like Finn as well. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> kind of a little too neat, isn't it? It's kind of weird. I feel like Finn is obsessed with Ray. That's you, what I kind of too. towards that. There was also but Ray's like friend zoning. People were really trying to push to have Finn and Poe be the first like homosexual relationship, <laughs> in which Star they Wars. could have easily done because they're well. And neither of them. in one of the on when in one of like the interview circuits that Oscar Isaac was doing, he kind of I can't tell if he was kidding because sometimes when they do so many interviews. I think they're just kind of like, whatever. I'm so done with this. They're just saying whatever. But he's like, yeah, I tried, man. I tried like talking Disney, but they wouldn't. They like wouldn't do it. He's like, I was all for it. Yeah, I saw this is the same video. He's like, I kept trying to make Poe gay, and Disney kept saying no. I know. Yeah, maybe yeah. they are. I don't know. I have well, no. Like, I know we, a lot of people just, are we, upset about that notion. We can think I have about no that now issue with it because nobody ends up with either of them. So we can just imagine. Well, in the, in the video, so I saw he says that, and then it flashes back to Force Awakens when they run into each other at the end. And Poe bites his lip as he's talking to Finn. <laughs> he does. Yeah, there's there's an energy there. Okay, okay. He does. Like kind of like a little like bit of a head move with the yeah. bit, bit lip. Yeah. There's a sexual energy there. There really is. They are All like right, very well, much like the definition of bromance. Okay. We're setting the stage for the finale now, right? We so forgot to say that Ray leaves Octu with two lightsabers. She does. With Octu lightsabers. They revealed that. <laughs> nice. <Very good>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wordsmith. They revealed that Leia had a lightsaber that was on that planet the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so she gets to Exegol. Um, she shows up, she talks to Palpatine. Palpatine's like, You're my granddaughter. It yeah. gives her like this whole thing. Um, says like you can rule as my granddaughter. Does he say they can rule together, the pl- or does he say kill? He's like kill me and you'll rule with all the sis yes. in you. So like, if you if you kill me, that's what will happen. You will become the king of the Sith. So, so his plan like, the whole time was to get her there. Well, here's the thing. Can we take a second to pick this apart? Do you mind if I nitpick this a little no, bit? No, it's fine. His plan doesn't make any sense. Is he intending to possess her? Is this like a trick that he'll? She'll kill him and he possesses her. Because then when Ben Solo shows up, he's like, oh man, two of you. Oh, I can just suck out both your life and become whole again. And she's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. But then she ends up killing him anyway. I don't understand the mechanics of his plan. My coworker explained this to me. Because I had questions. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and she said that the Sith Mentor is supposed to kill the Sith Lord over anger, like through hatred. Mm-hmm. And that makes them the new Sith Lord and they like inherit all the powers. So yeah. are all those people in the stadium? Oh, yeah. I don't think the people in the stadium are real. I think they're like ghosts. So then I read okay. an article about who they were. Okay. And they are part of a cult, a Sith cult. It was creepy. Are they real people? Yes. I like the, they had a pretty good atmosphere on that planet. It was like mm-hmm. effectively like kind of creepy. Another beef I have with like the Ray Palpatine connection, they have no relationship so her being a Palpatine doesn't have much emotional weight. It's not like Luke being revealed he's Vader's son because they've had two movies of confrontations. 
to build mm-hmm. up to that. She's never met this guy. The first time she meets him, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't land right. Like she she doesn't know who that guy is. Why should she really care? Oh, she knows who Palpatine is. I guess. Why would she though? She thought Luke Skywalker was a legend in The Force Awakens or a myth. So that's what I was saying. Like there's that's things right. that didn't really that were very rushed that I didn't like about that entirely. She shows up. She might kill him. Ben Ben Solo shows up wearing athleisure. <laughs> and have you guys, sans lightsaber? Have you guys in the ocean? Have you guys seen the Ben Solo challenge that's been happening on Twitter? No. Go like this, and then they do the nod. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Hurt. So he shows up. The Knights of Ren start beating him up. They force chat the lightsaber to each other. Yeah, which is actually pretty cool. I actually, it was so cool. I actually like that. And his little like nod. Oh, I I'll I never get over it. I actually. Adam Driver can just kind of do no wrong. No, Adam Driver can move in to this room. <laughs> but it was also some, uh-huh. something else I like too is that throughout the Force Awakens, he's been trying to look for that lightsaber, and he like when he's fighting Ray and Finn on Starkiller Base, he's like that lightsaber belongs to me. And then Luke's, fi- or... Luke's, yeah. And then this is the one that he uses finally as Ben Solo. It's like his he's reclaiming like this is his my experience. family lightsaber. Yeah, they fight off their respective people, and then they go confront Palpatine and he starts draining both their life forces and he throws Ben down a hole because <laughs> the idea I think what he says is like with two Jedi's life forces he could live forever well he calls him like a diet in the force he's like you guys are specially connected and then meanwhile there's a space fight going which I kind of was not very engaged in no because it's all over the place well it's just like there's too much to hold on to this big brain. space battle is bigger and battler than you've ever seen and it just oh. kind of was it was too much and i was i don't know did you guys did you emotional. guys disagree or did you guys enjoy that part um i definitely i think felt i felt the urgency i'm like oh they're they're losing and it's very return of the jedi like the 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 same things are happening yeah, yeah. trying to turn ray to the dark side open a window look what's happening everyone's your friends dying. yeah your friends are to save your friends <laughs> one moment i did like though which was very like dunkirk-esque all everyone shows up lando and everyone they don't have a fleet he's like this isn't a fleet this is just people yeah i actually was like that's oh, yeah. nice like this is a pretty good sense that's actually the part i got emotional about i don't know it just like i got a lot of chills and i was like they're all here I'm like, this is exciting. I was very into it. The part that I felt the most emotion was when Palpatine... So, okay, so Palpatine, like, I'm back to full power, and he starts shooting his electricity in the air, and all all the ships. (laughs) And Rey hears all the voices of all the Jedis, and they've brought back, like, basically everyone. They have, like, people from the prequels. You have, like, Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson, Samuel L. Jackson... Yeah, people that played some of the voice work in some of the Star Wars cartoons, like Freddie Prince Jr. does voices one of the people in the cartoons in the Star Wars Re- Rebels, I think. Shaggy do? Yeah. Or sorry, he's not Shaggy. He's Fred. Fred. Idiot. <laughs> and they have all these voices and they're all speaking to her. And they have, oh, Hayden Christensen is yeah. like Anakin Skywalker. You can kind of pick out certain ones where you're like, whoa, yeah. I really like that part. That part was like, oh, I'm actually, like I'm actually feeling something. Yes. They're like, you can do this. Like, get up. You can do this. Yeah. And then she has a lightsaber and he starts shooting it at her. And she pulls the second one out. Another lightsaber. Why Why wouldn't you just stop shooting the electricity? Because she's reflecting it back on him and it's burning him away. I kind of figured he can't at that point. I don't know. I don't know the mechanics, but if he's, if he's like going... You don't know the science behind it. I can't explain the yeah, science. I can't, I can't explain so the like science. Like if he's shooting it and it 
reverses he can't stop it's just like this endless loop of electricity we don't have the technology yet. <laughs> we'll get there 2050 flash here's the problem with bringing him back inherently is you kind of negate a bit of the weight of anakin skywalker's sacrifice return of the jedi and he was thrown down a pit and blew up so how do you know he's dead from that again well he's the guy like from Lord of the rings now. dark magic clone <laughs> yeah mary brandy but did you know what it says <laughs> Here's, here's what I would have bought. He was I, on a machine, though. I kind of wish they would have thrown this out. Is that... Because in some of the Expanded Universe comics that came out like in the early 90s, they did have a storyline where Palpatine came back through cloning. That he had a, a contingency plan where he built these clone bodies. But that they couldn't really house him because they were he, he was so powerful. So he, had to, he was looking for something that would like last. Oh. If, you... if they would have had that be a clone body, and when he is thrown down into that reactor shaft in return of the jedi a blue like light like flies everywhere if you would have been like hey that was my essence leaving that body into this body and that's why i'm all like jacked up and Mm. my fingers are kind of like that's interesting yeah did you notice that he had like a bunch of snopes snokes oh yeah yeah that was their attempt to try to like have any kind of backstory for that character he had a bunch of snokes like he created snoke so like when he when when um, uh, Kylo Ren gets to the X school the first time in like this weird aquarium. Oh of Snoke. yeah, I do. Yeah, it was like that. two or three Snokes to a tube. So Palpatine is gone, and also so is Ben Solo. Well, and also so they're all gone basically. You think for a second because Ray's she's dead, and Ben is suddenly you see the hand first, right? Which made me jump the yeah. first time. <laughs> me too, and he's climbing up out of the hole. Comes over to her, picks her up, which was very emotional, very sad. Kind of like tenderly holds her. And I her. was honestly thinking like, okay, this this is this is a good way to end this. He got, he became good and she sacrificed, whatever. And then something happens where he kisses her. He heals her first. He heals yeah, he heals her. He heals and her. And then she wakes up and he kisses her. She kisses well, her. Well, they've they've noted earlier too that when you when you heal someone, it t- it's taking a bit of your own life to give to them. Yeah. So they've kind of set that up too. So yeah. he ultimately to save her kills himself. Yes, which I did not like. Oh, I. I just think it's just like it's just it's I don't like that you can like. Oh, you don't like body. the you don't like the force healing. Yeah, I just I don't. I don't like that for some reason. Yeah, and she is alive for a second, and the last thing they do is kiss. I kind of liked it. I liked it. I well, I'll say this: I have nothing. I've, I have. I am kind of ambivalent. I have no strong feelings towards it. I just feel like it was such a cop out. Like they don't know each other. Yeah, they do. They've been forced. Chatting. <laughs> They've been connected through the force for three movies. I, I don't like it either. You didn't like it when we saw it. I'm fine with it. Oh, you've changed your tune. And I did originally I didn't like it because I'm like they I thought that they never explained the thing with with Finn. Mm-hmm. Where he was like cuz they totally set that up to be something and then like to make you think it was something where he's like, "Oh, I never told Ray." Do you know what that was? They yeah, revealed I do. that later. Yeah, I do. They did? I felt like they never did. It's they don't reveal it in the movie. They revealed yeah. it in a Q&A. He was going to tell her that he started to feel the force. He was force sensitive. Because yeah. the kiss maybe would have made a little bit more sense. But the whole time you're like, well, what about Finn and... You just think like... At least I did. I just was like, well, what's going to happen with Finn and Ray? Because they set that up for... I don't know, but they have such movie. like... They have this, like this chemistry. Plus, I didn't read the kiss as like explicitly romantic. I kind of read it as like... Brother and sister. <laughs> 
was not brother and sister. Cousins? You know when you're just like overwhelmed by something that just happened? And you, just, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't very, it wasn't like a really sexy kiss. It was just no, like a kiss. but it was a, a kiss. kiss. But it was also like weird that he like gave his life and he was fine for the three seconds they kissed and then he dies. I don't mind that. That's okay. That's fine with me. It's like just So you're wrong. (laughs) Go home now. Nice try with your opinions. Fine. I like the kiss. (laughs) (laughs) You're by yourself now. (laughs) Okay. Ben Solo dies. Ben Solo dies. He dies. The good guys win. Maybe actually now that I'm thinking of this, maybe I feel this way because I don't want to see Adam Driver die. (laughs) Well, this would have been the end of that character anyway. This is the last one. I know, but I want him to just, like, win. But he, like, he couldn't just, like, waltz back to the resistance. I'm good now. Hey, remember I was, like, actively terrorizing and killing a lot of you and committed mass genocide? And I feel like it... Several planets. It makes up for how terrible he was. Like, he gives the only thing he can give. That's fair, yeah. Yes. I agree, yeah. And it would would be interesting if he lived to watch him try to. It would be, I just, I think it would be interesting if he killed Ray. But here's the thing. I would say this movie is not the one to try new things like that. They were more concerned with just being like, let's wrap this up. Let's not piss off any fans. I always predict, I kind of figured he (sighs) would die saving her, but I was, yeah, I was fine with that. Okay. Big celebration. (laughs) Ewoks. You saw that? Yeah. You see. Ewoks are back. Can we talk about the horses running on the ship? If you want to. I just thought it was weird. That's all. Um, something I'll never forget is watching the trailer and then Ryan being like, and BBH just running his hardest. Because in the trailer, there's that scene with the horses and BBH is just like, Whoa! He's just his tiny head forward and he's just rolling as fast as he can <laughs> for the resistance. I, I would lay down my life for BBH. <laughs> Fighting the best he knows how, and it's just rolling with all that. You don't think he knows that? <laughs> and he's making this little. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I picked from the trailer. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. But that oh. did give me chills. <laughs> And you're grinding your teeth like it's a dog. Just like hands are clutching. There's blood on your palms from your nails. Okay, so they go back. They meet everyone. Everyone like rejoices. We've all made it. I will say, just like their performances of when they get back on the planet and they're all just crying and hugging. Just their performances were enough for me to be like, wow. This like, was a big deal. Like this is, yeah, that was emotional. Okay, the final scene. Tattooing. Oh, Tatooine. Yeah. So she goes back to Tatooine. She goes back to where Luke grew up, his house. The Lars Homestead. <laughs> where Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru were flayed. <laughs> Uncle Owen, who dressed like a, a normal person of that time, and Aunt Baru, who dressed like a member of the Partridge family. <laughs> that was a, a tweet. I didn't make that up. <laughs> anyway, she goes back. Um, and she buries um, the lightsabers, their lightsabers, Luke and Leia's. Yeah. And then she has a new lightsaber. Yes. Which is... Do Jedi's make their own? Yeah, they do. There's like a crystal. It's like a whole part of their... Like, Kyber crystal. <laughs> yeah. They like go on like a whole journey of like self-discovery to like find the crystal. And like it's kind of like a bonding process. Do they then, ever explain that in the movies? No. it's that, That's a lot of like... 
background like TV I shows. I would love and stuff. to watch something about there's, that. There's there's a sub there's a whole like episode about it in like the Clone Wars. Where, I've, like, heard, I've heard the Clone Wars are good. It actually is pretty good. I watched. Is parts that of cartoon? It. Mm-hmm. So the Siths also go on that journey. So the reason their lightsabers are red is because the Kyber crystals like they they can't choose them. They have to like force them to be in their lightsaber. And it's, it bleeds. Yeah. That's why it bleeds red. Oh. And it's kind of like corrupted the crystal. And Kylo Ren's, I think in this is also in like all like supplemental material. His crystal was like it was warped especially that's why it's like always like crackling his blade well and so this is another this is another fan theory that because they all have meanings too like blue is warrior and green is like wise like a sage or something like that and yellow which is what ray has means like a guardian or like a protector what about purple that's just that's samuel Samuel jackson (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was Leia's as well no hers is blue no there's in the supplemental material it also talks about how you can heal a red one and oftentimes that will become yellow. So some people think that maybe she like retrieved Kylo Ren's lightsaber, um, healed it, and that's I did not know that. Also, her lightsaber hilt is a bits and pieces of her staff that she has. Oh. Yes. That's cool. So yeah. Then an old lady shows up and's like The nosiest old lady who happens by and she's like There's been no one. Who are you? Well, what's your last name? <laughs> and she says I'm Ray. Skywalker. <laughs> Luke, Luke and Leia show up as Force Ghosts. Yeah. And then it ends with her looking out at the two sons, which is like the same shot that happens in um, A New Hope, with Luke looking out at two sons, which is kind of cool. I liked it. I'm I'm the fan, though. Like, the fans that they made this for, that's that's who I this am. This was made for I'm you. I'm the happy fan. And I <laughs> feel like I was the the guy that last they made The Last Jedi for. Because what you... Did you like The Last Jedi? No, <laughs> Paul. Did you like it? I enjoyed them all. Okay, you're just fine. You're just along. For I'm the just ride. here for the ride. See, I'm the fan they made the Last Jedi for. You're the fan they made the Rise of Skywalker for. In some ways, it's kind of nice because the Last Jedi could almost serve as a final film because it kind of does wrap up things pretty neat. So in my mind, that just might be where I am the movie. Yeah. In the story. <laughs> Where in my mind, I'm like, we can skip The Last Jedi. Pretty much The Force Awakens can just jump to The Rise of Skywalker. It's true. With not a lot of holes. No, they ignore almost everything about it. <laughs> That's what J.J. Abrams did. I will say that it's one of the coolest fights in 8. A couple behind-the-scenes things. The only real location I could find for you, Courtney, was they filmed in Wadi Rum, Jordan. Oh. It's probably for the... The desert scene? Yeah, the desert stuff. I think the rest they all filmed like on sets or like in London. Okay. I like to know where they're filmed. John Boyega accidentally left a copy of his script in his hotel room, and it was found and listed on eBay for around 65 pounds. That can't be right. No, it was. It was not very much 65? <laughs> Dumb made. That's like 80, 80 bucks. A Disney employee identified the script as authentic and purchased it from the seller for an, an undisclosed sum. And John Boyega revealed it was him on, like, what talk show was I can't remember which one, but he was like, that was mine. I, that was my script. I think it was Fallon or uh, yeah, It was one of them, yeah. I think it might have been Kimmel. Which means they somebody at Disney is employed to sit on eBay oh, all sure. day. I'm just such an idiot, John Boy. <laughs> I can't believe he they gave I honestly can't believe they gave him scripts to take with them. Honestly. Yeah. That is wild. Reaction was a little mixed to this movie. Yeah. I would say the reaction was almost a complete inverse of The Last Jedi. Where the Rotten Tomato score on the Rise of Skywalker is fifty four percent, 
the critics' consensus is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker suffers from a frustrating lack of imagination, but concludes this beloved saga with a fan-focused devotion. However, it has 86% score from the audience. The Last Jedi has a 91% from critics and 43% from audience. Whoa. It, they definitely feel like two movies catered to the exact opposite people. Sorry, Ryan. That's okay. Uh, my, I guess my biggest beef is there's just no cohesive story behind all three. It doesn't. They don't feel really connected. Each one feels like they went in a complete different direction than the previous. It's so wild that they wouldn't. It would almost, if the third one had been wildly different from The Last Jedi, it almost would have made more sense because they all were different from each other. You know what I mean? It just feels like as Disney. It's weird. You're releasing another three movies. Well, and it's Star Wars. It's weird they botched it this much. It would feel weird that the direct, like they wouldn't be, like they would be more in control than they would let their directors have any. And it sounds like, weirdly enough, it feels like The Last Jedi is the had the production with the least amount of problems. And Ryan Johnson's talked about how like he's like, they basically just let me do whatever. So they didn't even be like, you've got to, you can tell the story how you want to, but you have to hit like these three main points. Like this person can't die. This yeah, person and you can't. have to like, he was like given free reign to do whatever he wanted. And like he worked in conjunction with Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, who was a producer. But it's weird that they did it this way, especially with such a beloved, the most important franchise in pop culture led by the most like overly protective corporate brand and they really just they really just biffed it in a weird way. I can't believe they did it. I kind of think one of the big reasons was they were too rushed. So like they did bump it back from May to December, but they didn't hire JJ Abrams until two years before the movie was supposed to come out. And he's talked about how he's like had dramatically less time to plan and prepare versus when he had The Force Awakens. He had like three or four years for The Force Awakens. This year he had like just under two. Well, and when they, do you know, when Disney decided to make these next three, were they always planning on three different directors? Or did J.J. Yeah. Abrams say, I can't do the second one, I have this I'm doing instead? I think, I think I read that they initially asked him if he wanted to do all three, and he's like, no, because they'd already set the release dates for two years apart, and he's like, I can't do, like, there's no way I can do all those back to back to back. They should have spread them out every three years, probably, yeah. to give more time, but... I just read, I kind of feel bad for J.J. Abrams because I feel like he's getting a lot of flack from a, like a certain portion of the fans. But it sounds like he was... He kind of had to deal with... He came he... in to be like kind of nice to do him a favor, be like, look, I'll try to land this plane because you don't have a director right now. But they talked about how he was filming while editing. So they would film stuff and then he would edit on the side. Oh like rewriting gosh. things. And it sounds like honestly such a mess behind the scenes. And I have two solutions. This is what I think they should have done. And I'll let you decide which two, which you would have liked out of the two. Okay. Either give them another year. So release this in 2020. They have another entire year to figure this out and map out this movie and make it flow better. Or split this into two movies. Do an episode 9 and 10, released in 2019 and 2021. Spread this story that has so much happening over two movies. I don't like the second idea. You don't like having two of them? I feel like it's nice that they're like each a set of three, like in each a trilogy. So it would have been, it would have felt weird. I feel like if they did an episode ten, then they'd have to do an episode eleven and a twelve. Like they'd have to keep going. I don't, but with this, they can end it at nine and just be like. I think if they would have been like, we're splitting this into two movies. I think people would have been fine with that. Do you think um, it would have made more money too? Way more money. Star Wars isn't done. I mean, they allegedly the Skywalker saga is done. But they're gonna show like other characters in this universe, I'm assuming. I think they don't know what their plan is. 
I don't think I don't. Star Wars will continue forever, but what it what that is, we don't. Well, know. the Mandalorian's huge right now. On Disney Plus, they're doing really well. Mandalorian is really well received. They have an Obi Wan series coming out with Ewan McGregor coming back, which, which I'm is so excited. I'm so exciting. They have another season of the Clone Wars cartoon coming out, which people loved. The final have, season. So they have like these things. Oh, they're doing a Cassian Andor movie, which is Diego Luna's character from Rogue oh, One, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Alan Tudyk coming back as K two S O, which will I think will be also great. But their plans for like their movies, I think they, I think they're just as like they got they're baffled, out. yeah. But it's going to go forward because Star Wars Land just opened. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I actually really enjoyed Rogue One. Yeah, well, Bob Iger has talked about how, and like everyone thing has kind of admitted, like, you know what, we like went too hard with this. We like tried to pump these out on a yearly basis, and we kind of biffed it up. We need to have more space between these so they feel more like events. So I think it'll be a, while, a couple of years before. I know they. The only thing they have like concrete right now is. They've hired Kevin Feige to produce a Star Wars movie. Oh, interesting. That's but as far as that, they have one on their calendar for 2022 December. That could change, mm. but so right now it's kind of unclear what the future it's like three is. Three years away. I think that's great. I I could use a break, honestly. I kind of get so tired of. I mean, we've also just podcasted for hours about <laughs> this, but I <laughs> like. You just I, sound like a Fairweather fan. I argue with people at work <laughs> about The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, kind of, it, it's worn me out. It's not, it's almost not fun to be a Star Wars fan anymore because people just kind of hate a lot it of it. so much. Well, like, and I hate part of it too. Do you feel that right? Like a little just, fatigue. I'm just getting fired up. <laughs> You're just, yeah. I'm just in uh, my... Fires burning. <laughs> I'll wake up and Courtney will just be on these message boards. <laughs> the, the I'm IM, writing fan fiction. The IMDb message it. boards. <laughs> Um, well, back to your question. I think either could have worked. I think Disney had a crazy 2019. Like, there yeah. was no reason they needed to push this bump out it, in 2019. It. It's not like they needed the money. They're, like, they we had Avengers. Million. We had Disney Plus. Like, there was so much happening. They, they had the money. It's bad that they would have pushed it back twice. I think people would have been pretty forgiving about it. Also, I didn't even know that it was pushed back for me. I think if people would have been like... That's that's kind of why I think PR wise it would have been smarter to be like you know what we want to get this right we want to do two more we're gonna do this one and this what's I, what's their summer movie next oh uh, Scarlett Johansson Black Widow and Eternals oh Eternals is coming out next in the spring. in the fall this oh. year next yeah oh yeah this is twenty twenty Mulan Mulan Eternals Black Widow okay if either could have worked and it, it's too bad that they they pushed so hard. Um, let's all go around. I want to quickly say everyone's favorite part of The Rise of Skywalker. My favorite part, I think, was Han Solo showing up in that conversation, because that's really Kylo, not his only turning point, but his final turning point of, okay, I, I know what I have to do. I'm not sure I can do it, which is become good. And I just loved seeing, uh, Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. That was great. Yeah. My favorite part was the dual lightsaber. Oh, her using both? <clears throat> no, when she oh. passes the light. Sorry. Oh. When she passes the second lightsaber. The Ben Solo challenge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he grabs it and they fight for a second. I love that. I love any part where they're fighting together. Those are my favorite yes. Yes. sequences. Agreed. I, I think the only part that like I thought about after the movie a lot was... At the similar scene, but when they're talking about, like, nobody's coming, like, the resistance isn't, there's nobody that cares anymore, and then everybody shows up. It actually reminded me a lot about Endgame, except I didn't love that part in Endgame. Oh, that part, 
is my favorite in Endgame. I felt like it was too cheap. But in Star Wars, I was like, oh, like, this is very sweet. It's because I didn't, like... And I honestly think it might be because in Endgame, like, you know all of those characters. And so it feels weird, like, they're just trying to get them all in the scene. Well, in this one, it's just, like, people you don't know, but it's... They're, like, it's people that are caring about the resistance. Like, you don't have to know who they are. And it, it just... I remember being emotional for me. <laughs> I think my favorite part was when her closes her eyes and you see like the stars around you hear all the voices of the other Jedi and she stands up that was probably my favorite part of the movie At, like after she falls down mm-hmm. that was a good part I want to go really quick favorite character in this movie and least favorite character Ryan least favorite character always Finn I do not like Finn <laughs> whoa favorite character in this movie probably Babu Freak <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character is Kylo Ren Least favorite, probably the horse girl. <laughs> I was going to say the horse, horse girl. girl. Why does she need to... Whatever. And I think my favorite was probably Boba Freak as well. He was funny. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, my favorite was had to be our boy, Kylo Ren. Yeah. There's another driver's seat. <laughs> uh, my least favorite, honestly, probably Maz Kanata. Oh, I forgot about her. She's like a lot of nothing, isn't she? Yeah. This is the end of Star Wars. This oh, is yeah. the culmination of 42 years, several films worth. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite moment from the Star Wars saga? Also, do you want me to start? Yeah. yeah. My favorite part is in The Empire Strikes Back when Luke shows up on Bespin and he goes into the Carbonite chamber and he first confronts Darth Vader. It's just the lighting, the sound mixing... Everything about that is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. And at that point, you think that he is confronting the man who killed his dad. So there's all this emotional baggage going into it. It is so great. I love that. My favorite part is in The Last Jedi, the fight with the red the red soldiers. They kill Snoke. And that was really her cool. hand, Ray's hand comes oh. up. She catches the lightsaber. That and then part. they start fighting together. Oh, but it's also tied with when Luke, that last battle, not not even a battle, that last fight between, those are my two favorite parts. I, I almost can't choose one. That's, you know, I almost can't choose between the one I just picked and that the throne room scene with Rey and Kylo Ren. That is, it's expertly executed yeah. too. And I just, I was just, I could feel my heart beating. We've watched that scene so many times. <laughs> It's so cool. That's so cool. I don't know if this one's going to count. This is the one I came up with in the car. Speak your truth. Uh, I really liked the scene in Rogue One at the end when they're like passing the message along. Oh, yeah. And then like they hand it to Leia and she turns around. Oh, yeah. Like, what is this? And she's like, A New Hope. And I was just like, <gasps> Yeah. This is so cool. I thought of another one. Okay, yeah, just overshadow me. That's kind of cheating. But no, that, Paul, that was really that good was though. Really I just want to give you we, I just didn't know if it was like times. part of the. Yeah, no, that fits. Yeah, okay. that works. I also love the scene in Return of the Jedi when Luke jumps over the thing and it turns his lightsaber and it's green. That part is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> They're fighting over the Does it the change pit. color at that point? Well, because he's built a new one because he's lost, he's lost the blue one. A Doom. green one before, yeah. And he flips. It's oh, sweet. Another scene I love is um, the lava fight on, on episode three. Oh. I'm I like, just kidding. I just know you oh. hate that scene. No, I do like parts of it. I just think it goes on too long. It actually has one of my favorite moves in a Star Wars fight. It's like a really complicated move. It's not worth talking about on a <laughs> podcast, though, for sure. but it's yeah. 
That is that is one of the best scenes of the prequels. It's the lava. The lava. Even though it's ridiculous, you kind of just lit like, up. You're just like, whoa! They're really going for this. Like, is, they lean into it. He is yeah. burning alive. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> his and, limbs are gone. You are my brother. <laughs> In the the prequels is when he's becoming Darth Vader. Oh yeah, that actually I love. And they're they're the babies are being born. When mm-hmm. they put it down and like it has like a high pitch like. When it like, mm-hmm. and then like, like the first breath, and you can if you look close, there's like all this smoke around it. And when he exhales for the first time, like the smoke kind of like, like blows away around him. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. I all of yours are, are great. Like I, I'd agree. I think with all of you. Um, I also thought about that scene in Rogue One because I think it's execu- It's so cool how it's just like they have this floppy disk essentially that they're <laughs> yeah. trying to get away from the bad guys and it's oh, just and Darth so Vader's hard. just mowing yeah, them down. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Oh, well in that whole movie that you like movie don't again. see a lightsaber or like a Jedi and then Darth Vader shows up and it just like this power. Do we have any other final thoughts on the saga in general? I also love the Duel of the Fates, the duel between Darth Maul, Obi Wan, and Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, I will always stand for that scene. I and Darth Maul is just an, a very cool bad guy. <laughs> he looks so cool. They're just gone too soon. <laughs> we lost the Maul too soon. <laughs> we did. That's true. He comes back in the Clone Wars. If that's any uh, incentive for you to try it out, and he comes back at the end of uh, Solo. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He yeah, survives yeah. that. His legs are rebuilt. We like the Star Wars saga. Right? We do. We're we do. Team Star Wars. <laughs> Are we all fans? Yeah. Even Paul? Can you just get the two of them to do some impressions really quick? Yeah, uh, Bobby Freak. Oh! Yeah, Hello, I am Babu Freak. <laughs> this is going to be so bad. Um, Paul, will you do Chewbacca, please? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Oh! <laughs> just, Was that worse than mine? Just do what you think is right. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, this is what Paul's doing. Oh. Someone's someone squeezing Paul. Can you do BBA? That's him racing. That's him going as fast as he can. Paul, can you do RTD too? Boop, 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 boop. Exactly. Spot on. Oh, uh, another thing I want to do really quick. I'm going to list off some names and everyone can go around and say what the, what was the silliest name in this film, okay? The, okay. the, the Force Awakens. And no, the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. We've got, we've got Kylo Ren, Poe Dameron, Maz Kanata, Rose Tico, Zori Bliss, Snap Wexley, Babu Frick, and I don't know if, Courtney, you know that this is Palpatine's first name. Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> I forgot. I honestly forgot. How could you forget a name like Sheev? I don't know. All right. Patine. I'm going to go with Snap Wexley. All right. Right. I didn't know that. I'm going to go with Sheev. Uh, that's, that's a tough look. Tough look for our guy. And I was going to go with Zori Bliss. Wow. We all, we all went um, I might go with Sheev as well. Palpatine's a good name. I do like Palpatine. Yeah. But Sheev? That's, it's basically like Steve. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve <laughs> That's the name of his son. So there's there's a lot of tweets and like a lot of scholarship that's been done about basically how it's now canon that Palpatine had sex. <laughs> well, it's real. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he had sex like while he was in the emperor form. So just you can let that kind of sit with you. I also wanted everyone to rank the Star Wars saga. I'm just counting the nine movies. Okay. okay. 
Number nine, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Number eight, Revenge of the Sith. Number seven, The Phantom Menace. Number six, The Rise of Skywalker. Number five, A New Hope. Number four, The Force Awakens. Sorry, number three, Return of the Jedi. Number two, The Last Jedi. And number one, The Empire Strikes Back. So going from least, Mm -hmm. I would say my least favorite is one. Phantom Menace. Two. Attack of the Clones. Three. Revenge of the Sith. Six. Return of the Jedi. Um, Five. The Empire Strikes Back. Eight. The Last Jedi. Seven. The Force Awakens. The other original that I missed. A New Hope. And then... Rise of Skywalker Skywalker. is your favorite. Yeah. I like the new ones a lot, and I liked this one the most of the new ones. You know, as a casual fan, I would say that also is unsurprising. Number nine, Phantom Menace. Number eight, Attack of the Clones. Number seven, Revenge of the... (laughs) Revenge of the Sith, but it autographed to Revenge of the South. (laughs) That's a very different movie. (laughs) Six, Rise of Skywalker. Number five, A New Hope. Number four, Return of the Jedi. Number three, Empire Strikes Back. Number two, Force Awakens. Number one, The Last Jedi. Wow. Number nine, Attack of the Clones. Number two... Not a lot of love for Attack of the Clones. It's rough. Next, Revenge of the Sith. Seven, Phantom Menace. New Hope. Last Jedi. Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. Force Awakens. Rise of Skywalker. Wow. I would say we're a really good cross-section of Star Wars fans. Yeah, I would we too. Are. So the listeners should choose someone that they identify with. That's true. Uh, listeners, if any of you are out there, tweet at us. Who was right? Who do you agree with the most? We uh, did it. We watched all of Star Wars. We did. Courtney, you have now watched... Well, you've watched all the mainline Star Wars films. Like The only one I haven't seen is Solo. Which is pretty good. Let's wrap this up. All right. Any final thoughts on the saga? May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Everyone say it. May, May the, the force be with you. you. Ryan, I was kind of ask you as a fellow Star Wars fan, what's the nerdiest Star Wars thing you've ever done? <laughs> when we told Paul to get in, when we told Paul to get an encyclopedia, I did have a Phantom Menace encyclopedia as a kid, <laughs> and as a kid, I mean at least twelve. Um, it's very specific. <laughs> Phantom Menace Encyclopedia. <laughs> Everything in the movie, there was a picture of it and an explanation of what it was. I, I know, you know how like when you're just, I feel like when I'm old and my brain is starting to like not function anymore, I will still have room in there for all of the names of so many side characters that appear on screen for three seconds in the Phantom Menace. I know who they are, where they're from, what their deal is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can, yeah, I, yeah. can I make a suggestion for Ryan's nerdiest thing? Okay. This might not be as nerdy. He was over 30 when he got a Lego set for Star Wars. I forgot about that. Built it, and then returned it to get another one. <laughs> Fair? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Jason, what's the nerdiest thing uh, you've done? Probably the nerdiest thing I've done is... Um, I really love The Phantom Menace, and I memorized all of the fights from the movie. But I also was Obi-Wan Kenobi for Halloween when I was like maybe 10. And I watched that movie so many times, and what I used to do is I would dress up as Obi-Wan Kenobi and act out the parts with Ewan McGregor on screen. And if you remember, there's a, <laughs> there's a, good, there's a good third of the movie 
where where everyone's like on Tatooine and the action is all with like Qui-Gon and Anakin and Obi-Wan's just on the ship. And so I just sat in the corner as if I was like on the ship, like working the manuals, like doing what Obi-Wan would be doing off screen. I could just imagine your mom just upstairs like, Jason's just having fun downstairs. He's just... I had like the buzz cut, like the, his like crop top buzz cut because it was like 1999. You know, yeah. everyone had like the spiky hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had like, for part of my costume, it was like a, a braided hair that clipped oh. around the back of my ear. So it was like Jason. the Jedi braid. That is... That Did is you know this? I knew about the costume and the acting out fight scenes. Very George Michael of you. <laughs> when I was thinking of questions to ask, I re- remembered that. And I was like, that's, oh my gosh, I did do that. Did you I, do anything nerdy? I do remember being like obsessed with Jar Jar Binks. Like, I thought he was legitimately funny at I the did time. too. Um, Jason, where can we find us? Uh, you can find us um, if you want to follow us on Instagram. It's at Wife Watches. We are also on Twitter at Wife underscore watches. Note the underscore. If you want to email the show, send out any suggestions, argue with us, just talk to us at all and let us know you're out there, you can reach us at mywifewatchesmovies at gmail.com. We'd like to thank our venerable guests for taking time out of their evening to come talk Star Wars with us, to share their hopes and dreams and the things they loved about both of their favorite Star Wars movie. I'm sorry if I shit on it too much. For you, your liking. you didn't. You didn't. Oh. Sorry. I was just going to say, the thing that I've noticed talking to people is... Except Ryan doesn't match with this, but people who aren't like huge Star Wars fans really enjoyed it. I hope so. Even Star like, Wars fans, like huge Star Wars fans, enjoyed it. I that I've talked to. I didn't go in wanting to wanting to dislike it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I'm glad that people do like it, and I I envy them because I wish I did. But like, I think it's good that people like them because they're good movies. Yeah. So and I hope true. little kids. I was talking to someone at work who said like. He's like, yeah, I there were some things didn't like about it, but he's like, my son just loved every part of it, and it was. Like, so special to watch him watch it. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's yeah, kind that's of what's what I love about it, Which too. Which I wonder like, if our parents felt that when we watched the first three. Because I remember loving them. Totally. And I wonder if my dad was like, that movie sucks. <laughs> <This is garbage. laughs> well, yeah, my dad doesn't like Star Wars. I, my dad loved the original Star Wars. And obviously that's why it lasted so long, is because it's so tied to now three different generations' childhood. Like, it's weird to think that your co-worker's little kid is watching the same movies that, like... His grandpa was watching. Yeah, it came out kid. in 1977. Yeah. And that's why it stands that, like, I could definitely see in 15, 20 years them continuing with the 10, 11, 12 with an older Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. And I, they should. Like, I would yeah. love for this to span decades like this and just keep going. Like, that would be so cool. Yep. You had a question for Ryan. Well, I was going to say, Ryan, where can we find you? You can find me at Rye Green Shorts on Twitter and Instagram. Paul, where can we find you? PA Turner90. On everywhere, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, uh, Instagram. <laughs> Ryan, where can we find you on TikTok? You can find me at Ryan Green Shorts, also on TikTok. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's for our younger listeners, <laughs> for our tweens. Yeah. Okay, we'll watch you later. We don't have a good sign off. <laughs> watch you later. Well, that's what we say. That's our thing. If you have so a better shot. one, you can tell that's us. Creepy. Watch, watch you later. Watch with you later. Is that better? Slightly. Okay.